Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast. And uh, it's been very busy lately because we've got a lot of stuff going on here at the office. There's been a lot of news and a lot of stuff going on here and outside, too. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, several weeks ago, there was a fire here set by an unknown person um, that was, we believe it was arson. And then um, we had had a, an agreement with a uh, contractor to take those buildings down and all that stuff down. And this happened like several weeks before he, you know, they were scheduled to do it, which just hastened their, well, they said, well, we need to get there. You know, police, we need to get this down now immediately. So um, the property where we're at, there was a house that was an original house from like 1910. That's now gone. Mm-hmm. There was a garage behind it, and that's now gone. And then there was a building to the left of us, which was a – the guy had a business. His right. business was there. He was like a uh, like small engine, uh, lawn mowers and stuff. And that's uh, – and, in fact, it's interesting because I was uh, playing disc golf with a buddy, some of my buddies on Sunday, and one of my buddies said um, – he actually, Mike Hellman, he, we, I can name him, and uh, – he said, yeah, I should take my lawnmower up there. You, you know, this is back when I was like, you know, 20, 30 years old because I would go up there and get the lawnmower repaired from this guy. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that was Mr. Cradler, yeah. who, you know, that had owned the and property. And you found a lot of treasures, one of which you're going to give to our friend <laughs> no, Pam. No, I'm not giving her any. No, no. She's going to be buying some of these Pelican carts, which are over there. Yeah. So, and it, while you I keep trying to weasel me into giving her some free, well, you didn't pay for them. Let's be honest, you didn't pay for them. Well, it's... no, no, I did pay for them. I paid two hundred and some thousand dollars for the property to buy them. And, and, and now this building 30... is shaking as the destroyer <laughs> is taking down those buildings. So. Well, they are over there tearing down these trees. They got trees going down. They got. Uh... So if you hear big bangs in the background, it's <laughs> it's not um, indigestion. It's it is. Not it's definitely the. Destroyer taking down things. So today is Wednesday, May 5th, and tomorrow will be Thursday, May 6th, 2021, the 24th of IR 5781. And, you know, first of all, I'd like to apologize. Last week we had two wonderful interviews with Mrs. Ofra Weisberg and Rabbi Laura Baum. And I was really sort of nervous about those interviews, and I wanted to be very, well, because those are. Well, the principal of the school, the head of the school, and the other was my children's teacher, and I wanted to do a really good job. And I was wanted to be so I was so excited to be able to explain the difference between Oprah Winfrey and oh. Oprah Weisberg that I completely yeah. backed up and did the Watched names them back, all, job, but, them all up. butchered them as usual. Butchered. So uh, yeah, so I wanted to apologize for that. And then in in the last couple of days, we also had some very really exciting news. Remember when we first started podcasting, we talked about Lieutenant Gordon L. Block who right, went missing, right, right, right. and I actually got a call from the National Archives saying they found his military records, and I was able to call his his daughter, who is Lee Hamill. She was a professor at Miami University, and she's the mother of Greg Landsman, who's running for city of Cincinnati. City Council. Now, is, is he in any trouble? No, he's not in any trouble. We have two. And, and your buddy, uh, what's his, you know, the, the mayor, Gavi. Uh, Gavi Backtrap yeah, didn't, he, he, didn't he, make he, the, he, through the primary. He didn't make it through the primary. He got but, like, what, three, two percent? Three I, votes? I didn't. Did I you don't, vote for him? 
I don't live in the city of Cincinnati. But he is a, he's a sweet just, guy, a smart a guy. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we have enough, run for something else. yeah, well, there's another Jewish guy running, Kurt Grossman. He's a member of Adath Israel. Is he's, he, he's running for city of Cincy, Cincinnati Council. City Council. So right, right. Greg. He's, Kurt's a good man. Yeah, Greg Landsman and Kurt Grossman are two Greg. Jewish representatives. Yeah. yeah, he's a wonderful. Both of them are really wonderful people. It would be nice if we had them on. I and mean, they probably want to come on just to reach more, get more voters out of us. Right. It would be a political advertisement. So. You know, that's kind of debatable, isn't but it? But they're members of our community, and we want to support oh. them. On another note, today was supposed to be the Mother's Day issue, and one of the things yes, I wanted to... yeah, Mother's Day. Well, I wanted to... I was hoping to get around and talk to all the employees at the Israelite and ask them to describe their mom in one oh. word. And, you know, I... And also... Think back and have you remember your mom, and I know this is going to be a really tough Mother's Day for you, and our hearts are with you at this time. Yes. Um, if you I had... Very sad. Yeah. And, and, you know, I go every night um, to say Kaddish for yeah. mom. And I don't go to the morning. I just... That's, I'm just not a morning person. Yeah. But uh, I go... And it's just... I keep thinking, you know, I need to go out to Cedar Village to go visit mom. Right. You know, and then I just... I like I'd be, I could be driving on the highway. I'll be on seventy one, thinking, "Oh, I should go." You know, make a pit stop. Right, yeah. I should go. Keep going. I still think and, about that you know for I mean? my mother in law too. Okay. I, I still I keep have those thoughts. Thinking, I got to go out to see mom, and then I, and then I, and then I catch myself like, "Oh, oh." Oh. Yeah, like the other day, I wanted to call my mother-in-law. Barry just got nominated or elected to mm. the, be the president of the Cincinnati. Uh, I'll have to get back to the Cincinnati Medical something, huh? and I wanted to call her and tell her. Um, good news. Good news. I realized I couldn't give the, her that call. So, and, and, and this Mother's Day, it's like, Stephanie, actually, we were discussing it last night. And I was like, do you have anything planned? And she said, no. I'm, I'm seeing uh, my family this week, yeah, I mean, t- on Thursday. And I, I just want to have, like, a, just a, you know, um, I know a bunch of other people that her, their parents have, like, passed away. So, yeah. I think... I'd like to maybe hang out with my buddies that really don't have moms. You know, maybe go do something with them because they're not going to be doing, you know what Unless I mean? Unless they have a, you know, they... Well, of yeah. course, I'm thinking yeah. in terms of other so, stuff. But uh, it's just, I... You know, there's a... there. You know, how sh- how Shiva and Shloshim and the mourning process right. is set up, you're definitely going to hit Mother's Day and you're going to hit their birthday and you're going to hit all these other things. And... There's, you know, the rule is you're not supposed to celebrate. Right. You're just kind of just supposed to just Reflect. Reflect. Exactly. Reflect. Reflect. And it's kind of, you feel like, I feel the feelings I have are like reflective feelings. They're not, I don't feel all that motivated. I don't know how to describe it other than, I don't have the motivation right now. Um, I just kind of, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a painful, it's a painful area. Yeah. And, now, uh, uh, actually, I just remembered Barry's it, about Barry. Not to interrupt you, but it was the Academy of Medicine. He just was elected, that's and that's good. when I wanted to call him with her. Now, if you had to describe your mom in one word, what word would you pick to describe your mom? No, I I respect my, and I say this a lot. I mean, my, my mom had three children, and she got up every morning at five thirty and got us all up, got to go to school. Went and taught school at, at Reading High School for for you know for years and years and and then retired from Reading. I mean, she was really dedicated. She was a uh, she was uh, hardworking, you know, mm-hmm. and hardworking, and and, and, and that really had an effect on me. You know, I mean, it had an effect on me to you know get up every day and 
go do what you You're do. You're very regimented. I am very regimented. Um, and you have a good and, work ethic. Yeah, and I, you know, and I got that from my parents, you mm-hmm. know, and I, you know, they, they're very uh, regimented, so. Yeah. Um, and she was talented, too. She was very talented, and um, she was, you know, um, she was liked and, and had a lot of friends, and she was, you know, she was involved and stuff like that, and I kind of picked up. That stuff from my my parents. Yeah. So, well, speaking of moms. You know, it's kind of a, it's a sad day. It's a happy day for some and it's a sad day for others. Right. Well, for one family in Cincinnati, it's going to be a very difficult Mother's Day. And that's the story on our front page is a mother's story of Lauren Berg's journey. And, um, you know, it's. This is gonna. This is something that is affected. It's a. It's a. It affects a, the whole family. It I affects mean, the whole family. Whole family yeah. She's a Rockwood teacher, so it affects the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. Our hearts are are just you know really wishing for her to be able to improve and get healthy, and you know we are going to actually give a call to Austin Heldman, who right, right. is. Um, so she's the guest. Can she? She wrote this article with help. And we helped um, about Lauren Schmalo-Berg. And just to give a little background, I mean, we'll go through this whole thing with, you know, Austin. But uh, uh, just to give a little background, it's on the front page, and then it's also on the back page, too. The long and short of it is that um, Lauren Schmalo-Berg fell. And she is having... She, it's not, it, it's no longer called what it used to be called. It's were, now, I was, I, yeah, so the technical before, name right, of right. what it is now, it's right. called a tetraplegia okay. condition. She has an incomplete okay. spinal injury. And again, you can read about it, but okay. I think that we should give Austin a call okay. and, and now okay. let her. So when we come back, we're going to have Austin Heldman on the phone with us. We're back, and for those that don't know, Austin, um, and th- though she wasn't born in Cincinnati, she is Cincinnati through and through, and she hails from Cleveland, and she's currently residing. She's We're talking to her in Delray Beach, Florida. So, Austin... Me- so, you're talking to Austin Heldman. You should tell people who she is. Oh, yeah. I didn't, you didn't know. Say, you just said Austin. Oh, Austin. So, actually, her maiden <laughs> name... How Austin? Yeah, Austin. So, her maiden name is Meltzer, and she came to Cincinnati in the 1960s to attend the University of Cincinnati. And while she was there, she befriended Marlene Foreman. And um, Marlene is now Marlene Schmalo. And as Austin tells it, Marlene fixed me up on a blind date with the now love of my life, my husband, Gary Haldman, and I introduced Marlene's children to the love of their lives, which was ice skating. And when Lauren Schmalo-Berg tragically fell last October, it was Austin who refused to let Marlene not answer the question, what can I do for Justin and Lauren? As Austin shared with me, when I asked Marlene what I could do for her, her reply was, no one can do anything right now. I pushed harder and harder. I don't particularly like to take no or nothing for an answer. And when that happens, I know I did not ask the right questions, and so I continue to press for an answer. And since that day, Austin has helped further the fundraising for Lauren um, that started out with her best friends, Erica Cohn Biscotti and Sivy Sharp Star. Um, so, Austin, uh, tell us, tell give us, us background, yeah. give us background of you, and then tell us about uh, Lauren. 
Okay, thank you, Dad and Julie. Um, I'm honored to be here, and I'm gratified to be helping Lauren and Justin Berg and the Smallows, my dear friend Marlene, and the Berg family. A little bit about me. I lived in Cincinnati from 1968 till 2013. My husband Gary and I have been involved in the community in a lot of different ways. But we took up golf and our life changed and we moved to Florida because we could play golf all winter. And down here in Florida, it's been a wonderful life. Not much has changed for us in Florida, except we're now involved in a different federation, a different JCC, and some other organizations. But we're still very community connected in Cincinnati, and we are members of temples in both places. Where, where are you at in Florida? I'm in the polo club of, of Boca Raton, okay. although my mailing address is Delray Beach. So that's down more towards Miami, down on the Atlantic coast. Yes, we're East Coast. And, east Coast, right, right, okay. And we're between West Palm and Fort Lauderdale. Okay, okay. Because so we have another story later that's in Sarasota, so I just... Yeah. We'll bring that up later. So give us a little bit. About, oh, so give us, I know that story. Okay, well, we'll get to that story in a little yeah. bit. Uh, so uh, talk about your familiarity, you know, how you're familiar with the family in Lawrence, and, and give us the background and the history and talk a well, little Justin, bit about Justin also worked at the Israelite. As Justin, a well, Justin was a sports writer here at the paper for a couple of years. And the Shmalo kids were always, we, we come up with them all the time on the pages from the pages, their old stories. We've talked about them a number well, of times. Marlene was my, so what was left out of the story, which I put back in was she was my drama teacher at Ronald <laughs> Hills. And it was, yes, and I, was. yeah, she, she was my drama teacher. I know. And, and you can ask her because I still get kidded about this to this day. So, uh, I was in that class and we had to make up a, uh, like a biography of an actor and I didn't, I didn't do my homework. So, oh, is that oh, unusual? So, wait, is that unusual? So, wait, wait, wait. So I came up with a guy named John Fane. Okay. And I went through this whole spiel of John Fane and, and who he was and blah, blah, blah. And I got like an A for the day. You know, just I was winging it. And to this day, Glenn Rosen, you know Glenn Rosen uh -huh. from, okay, Glenn Rosen. He comes up to me and says, hey, John, John, he was in the class too. And he, you know, he, he gives me John, John Fane. Fane. Yeah, to this day, to this day. And uh, so anyway, give us a background. We're, we're diverting here. We need to get back on track. Um, okay. Um, I got involved with the Berg family, Lauren and Justin and the kids, because of my relationship, deep friendship with Marlene. What happened was, I heard through Facebook and GoFundMe what had happened to Lauren. She called Marlene. For a while, she was refusing calls. Eventually, she finally answered. 
And I said, what can I do for you? And of course, she said nothing as you explained. Well, then I must have asked the wrong question. And I kept digging. And she finally said, we need something. This is what we need. Well, we need to go through so the background of what you know what happened to Lauren. So she she fell, and um, okay, yes, Lauren fell. Yeah. I call Lauren my strong at the broken places little girl, yeah. although she's the mother of two. Lauren fell in October of 2020. She had a three-month-old son <laughs> and a two-year-old daughter, and was married to Justin. Still it. And from that moment on, their lives changed. Lauren went through some surgeries and then went to Atlanta for rehab. And eventually, this February, she came home after having been away four and a half months. And when, prior to her coming home, the Berg family and the Schmala family realized they needed to change everybody's life. House needed to be redone to be wheelchair accessible. Um, they needed an automobile that would be handicapped accessible. There were so many things they needed. While they sat scared at home what what every day was going to bring Lauren. But the GoFundMe raised $200,000. and That was from her two like, best friends. That was from her two best friends <laughs> organized that. They did a lot of work through uh, Rockrin on that. And then as well, I understand the, the Gutman family came in and, and, and helped re- retrofit the house for them. Is that also what went on? And someone helped uh, provide that, that van? Gutman. Beth, Beth Gutman and Hill Construction revamped Lauren and Justin's home. They widened the doorways. They put in new handicapped accessible kitchen and bathroom and ramps so that Lauren would be able to be comfortable in her own home. And that was the start of the expenses right. that and- Lauren and Justin were going to be facing. And you said one of the things that was most important, because, you know, as we know, there is other ways of getting funding for these things. Your insurance will cover it for some things, but they just give you the basic. And, and there's also other, other ways that, uh, you know, other things that come on. But you, the idea, the goal of this community and you and everybody else that stepped forward was to keep this family together. So intact and, and, and whole. Yeah, because you've got little get baby. Get them back to whole. Yeah, and get them back to whole. And, yeah. you know, there's all sorts of, of ways to get other help. But you have organized through this new organization right. that how to get better funding towards the Great Lakes Catastrophic Injury Fund and help the Bergs. Um, right. So tell us a little bit about this. Well, let me explain how HHL, Oak Help Live, works. HHL is a 501c3 nonprofit. So Fund Me, on the other hand, is a for-profit. Mm-hmm. So when you give a donation to GoFundMe, they take up to 
off. GoFundMe does nothing but provide the online platform. In the case of Justin, the two girls started the fund and all the money that was donated went directly into Justin's checking account. There's no oversight, there's no transparency, and Justin, and I'm not saying he would, but anybody with a GoFundMe account would, uh, let's just say, go out and buy a Chanel handbag. Well, yeah. There are, there are scams and there are frauds wow. on GoFundMe. Right. But, of course, most of the people that donated didn't see this as a scam or a fraud. No, no, they were happy to help. But right. on the last page of the Israelite, for anyone who wants to know right. what exactly Austin's talking right, about, right. you can actually see, right. and she's written out on this help, hope, live, hope. Live. Right. There is all the information explaining that Hope Help Live accepts credit cards online, checks, right, right. transfers from charitable trusts, donor advised funds, and employer matching gifts. And as you've told me, that this also, you know, works with other people have used the same funding in our community. And it's been very, very helpful because this catastrophic fund will help. Bring you said it could be for, for the neck for the rest of her life. Right, it it helps especially for the out of pockets. Now next yeah. year something else will well, change. All kinds of exp- they, they, you know, I wanted to make when Austin talked called me several months ago uh, to set this up. She said I want the uh, to to do this for the the uh, Mother's Day issue, and I said, well, we need to think about how to do it and blah blah blah. blah. And so I I kind of put it together so that it's the front page. And the back page, and it's the Mother's Day issue. It's the Lauren Berg issue this week um, for Mother's Day to get help and 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 hope and and life for her for the next, you know, until I she's mean, healed. Until she's exactly, healed. Exactly. Exactly. And and whatever it takes. Right. And that's right. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And, and right now, the expenses are. So exorbitantly high. Lauren requires a healthcare worker with her twenty four seven. Yeah, when I talk, she needs, go ahead, go ahead. Yep, she needs to be repositioned every thirty minutes to avoid getting what they call skin abrasions, which bed sores. To be yep. honest, right? Um, she has to be fed. She has to be dressed. Spoiling it, room, nothing she can do, none of this on her own yet. The beauty of Lauren's injury, if there was a silver lining, is that Lauren was injured on her C3, C4 cervical disc in her neck, but the injury is incomplete. Which means that all the nerve endings from the injury site down aren't working, but they could be working. So right now, therapy is bringing all these nerve endings back. And as as they come back, she is able to send a message from her brain to her spine, to her nerve endings, to move her legs. She is moving. Yeah, she's moving all four 
remedies right now. You know, one of the things when I first called you and I said, you know, what's your goal? And you said, I don't have a goal. Lauren has a goal. Hey. And, and that's really, I mean, the, the, what you're doing is the most amazing selfless act. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. This is, this is typical of you and your family giving to our community. It's really amazing. And so we definitely want to have people, you know, read the front page um, and, then, and then read the paper. And then also on the back page is the um, how to give and how to donate and how to get involved. And, and how also to how to contact how to you. Because yes, if, if somebody has something that they can yes. offer Austin, they should contact you at austin.heldman at gmail.com. Yes. And That's right. I'm hoping that after this, this podcast that everybody who listens thinks right. there's at least one thing that they can do. If it's not to help well, open their wallet and make a financial donation – Maybe they have a skill or something that could help the Bergs at their homes. Well, so. you know, there's like six degrees of separation. We need to spread this around to this entire community. This has got to go out uh, across the airwaves to everyone, and everyone needs to help and get involved. And uh, um, it's, it's Sadaka. Well, that's that's it's, it's, sort of know. my job right. with HHL yeah. is to spread the word, spread awareness, um, Put it front and center wherever I can. Because of COVID, there can be no fundraising events yet. And because of Lauren's vulnerability, she cannot participate in any of right. anything yet. Okay. In, in time, there will be some fundraisers. We also believe in time, the cost will go down. But right now, the Christopher Reeves Foundation is stating that the cost for the first year could exceed a million dollars. Wow. And Tremendous. because I am handling all of Justin Bird's bills, I'm telling you, he keeps inching up every week yeah. closer and closer. Um, anybody who's ever had a parent that they've taken care of understand what home health care and assistance is like and the cost. And Lauren has health care assistance 24 hours a day. Okay. All right. Well, children. Yep. So we want to thank the you. Children. Thank you. Well, we, we need to thank you for this. Um, so th- it's been a big honor yeah, for us at the Israelite to have you share this with us. Right, everybody needs to go read the paper this week, and then also go to the uh, back page where the ad is of how to donate. We want to thank Austin for all the uh, the work you're doing on behalf of this family and the mitzvah, uh, the mitzvah of 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 what you're doing, the mitzvah that you're doing here, and. Um, and we can we can right. only it's, it's offer a, the schmalo. It's truly a mitzvah. It's truly yeah. a mitzvah what she's doing for someone that needs help. And we want to thank you for coming on. And um, and we eagerly the, await to hear the, the great the, yeah of right, the great right. strides right. that Please, Lauren is going to make. Yeah, contact us and you know as time every month or so and 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 let us yep. know how things are going, how things are doing, how their family's doing, how they're doing. We'd love Give to us put an updates update. In. We'll do updates on the in the paper and updates on the radio sh- on our on our podcast here at the, at the show. And Ted and Julie, you can always go to 
helpoplift.org, write in Lauren's name, okay. and there's updates on there every week. Okay. Well, thank you, and thank we will we'll be in pleasure. touch. We'll be it's in touch. It's been a real pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Austin. All right, well, so we that was, are, we are, that was, that was, that was touching. A, it's hard. Well, it's a mitzvah. What she's doing yeah. is is a mitzvah, you know, and and so we should honor and respect her and 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 pat her on the back and and also be you know we have the family, yeah, the family, and Lauren. This the community is lucky we, to have her and her family here in this community. They've done amazing, amazing things, and. You know, for, for everyone who stepped up, the Gutmans and everyone who stepped up, you know, thank you. We can all as a community help. Right. We can all help. We can all help. So, and all right. And speaking of community. And moving on. We have a big, big news story yes, in we our do. community. We have moving on. Shep Englander has chosen to become. Shepherd. Shepherd. The CEO of Jewish Federation of Sarasota Manatee. You know, and, and their gain is really our loss. This, he's been with us 15, 16 years. And he's done a tremendous amount of changes for our community. He came in when our community needed a lot of help, and he's increased the fundraising. He helped oversee the JCC um, building. He's done, and, and then, of course, he, he was with us during COVID. And he and his wife, Haley, and their three children have been wonderful. I know my son, Daniel, is very good friends with their son, Gabe. And is he going to go visit them down in Florida now? I, he may, oh, but really? I know he's, he's gone on meditation retreats. How and is he going to get Mark's Hot Bagels bagels down there? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, the article itself is... It's is a very, very well-written article. It's, Carol, Carol did an did amazing very, job. Really did. The she research, did, the... She did. She did a really comp- good job. Compilation of... Well, comp- you helped. You did help. Uh, but I, the compilation of putting things together, yeah. I mean, some of the things I, I've never... I was totally unaware of, you know, right. how you can look for these tax forms, 990, right. and right. see how well your charity is doing compared to others and right. what their expenses are. I... I, I really was unaware of that. That's a very cool thing. Um, and, you know, our Jewish Federation has a, a, a rating, and you can go and find out what that rating is. You can find out what's going on in our Federation, where their funds are going, what they're spending their money on. Yeah, I find that all very interesting, and it's, and it's public information. Well, so, so this article goes through all the different um, initiatives and um, uh, goals and short-term and long-term goals that Shep set up for the community and that we've implemented and accomplished since over his tenure. Right. So and right now, Danielle that. Minson is the right. uh, now, the, now, the interim the CEO. Interim. And Debbie Brandt, the board chair of the Jewish Federation of Cincinnati, said yep. Shep has been and continues to be an outstanding leader and is leaving our community in a position of tremendous strength. You know, again, their gain is our loss. You know, they he actually, their former CEO, resigned all the way in November and it, it took him oh. quite a while to find. Well, I think he's still there. He's going to be there, I think, until I right, don't know, the September, summer. Right, yeah, right. and then he's I think Shep on. is beginning Shep in the is, summer. I think Shep starts uh, September first. Again, kudos yeah. to Carol Hershenson. Amazing oh, article. Really good article. And also, there's a and letter. We all, well, we also want to say good luck to Shep and right. his family and his new endeavors and his new. Um, his new position. And, and he's got uh, a letter in the uh, letters to the editors to the where editor, he says right, goodbye right, to the community, right, which right. is very sweet. Everyone should take a look they at that. They should look at that. On yeah, page yeah. four is our calendar. You know, on Sunday, right. I went to the Edith Israel end of school year concert with okay. Rabbi Josh Warshawski. It was right. excellent. The weather was perfect. It was actually yeah, hot. You know, okay, we keep going over this. This is, you know, the Orthodox community has been meeting in person 
And now they're mask-free at CZE Golf Manor. And now we're okay, starting Ted, Kiddush. This is not a competition yes, between the Reform, Conservative, and Orthodox. Because if it was a competition, Ted, okay, now I'm going to give it to you. Okay. If it was a competition and we were to go through and do a study of which of the not denominations of Jews had the most COVID, Orthodox would win. Dun. Well, but it's, it's all in the past <laughs> now because we've all got... Vaccine. Press that so button. What, what, what button? What, the button that goes, ta-da. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, the punchline button? Yeah. That's not the same button. <laughs> I want this button. Yeah, that I button? got you, go but good on that one. Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't get it. Dude, would you stop already? Dude, that's ridiculous. So what go on a, about the, the additives. So what is, is it great So what is additives? We're going to actually have Minion there. At the, do we need to have Minion there again. Again. Uh, I want to start going Adith there. Adith Israel is being conservative because they're conservative, and they're, they're worried about <laughs> their congregants. So we had this great concert outside. You uh, could sit in your car, or you, a lot of people brought you know lawn chairs. You well, put you them outside the outside, car. sit outside, as long as you're yeah. socially distanced. They had, they had a box lunch, which was absolutely delicious. I don't know who catered it. I had a veggie burger. Very had a veggie, very veggie had, burger. Very had a veggie <laughs> burger. Does, does Barry ever get to eat like a turkey sandwich? I make ever? on Saturday, does on Friday ever, nights, I make salmon. Um, salmon, he gets salmon. He yeah. wants to, you know, he wants, Barry, contact Wait me. Wait a second. Contact me and I will meet you at Canaret for a hamburger, okay? I'll buy you a he, hamburger I did. I did when I went to Romanian, <laughs> when I went to Romanian culture, I got also him, got, got him. him. Yeah. I got him uh, pastrami. Oh, I got see, him, I like the roast beef. Yeah, roast I, beef I got excellent. him roast beef and roast I got him steak. tongue. He always loved oh, tongue. Oh, I, boy, I can't even, how could you put tongue in your mouth? He oh, loves that so stuff. Bad. So I did get him real meat then. Tongue and eggs. From like Romanian culture. But, um, no, so the concert was great. Yes. The lunch was great. The potato salad was great. And then you yeah. could get that Kona ice if you wanted. <laughs> and then <laughs> they had these Kona. raffles. And, like, I did, like. What did you win? We, I think Barry, well, it had Barry's name on it, but it was yeah. really me who filled it out. Yeah. He won an entire bag of all sorts of family games, but I think uh. he won more than once because the announcer said, no, Barry, you can't win again. No, you can't win again, Barry. So we're like three of them we heard. No, Barry Brooke can't win again. You were the only people that bought the tickets. I don't know. Glenda Bernstein won. <laughs> yeah, she won. Okay. won. And then someone else won. I forgot their name. But, yeah, so we, they had great raffles. The music was excellent. Excellent. And um, well, you know, I think hopefully the next time we bring this up when they have their opening day of, of school, which will be like four or five months, that they're actually having it in person. I and, think by you the know, fall. yeah, they, yeah, because you know what? Like Adam a week Israel ago, the cares CDC, about their congregants. I, we care too. Uh, the CDC came out that you're allowed to be mask free out inside, right? But unless you're in a crowd. I find that you're, unless you're in a crowd, then you still should be masked up. But, well, back to the community calendar. Yeah. So Shavuos well, anyway, is coming up, and this Shavuos is when is Melissa Brooke did her bat mitzvah was through. Right, so she read the book right, of Ruth. Right, right, well. You know, I like to always talk about my yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. And, well, actually, now on this calendar, there we forgot one thing because Tuesday, May 18th, Shavuot day Shavuot second day of Shavuos. Is Yisker service okay? And it's also my daughter-in-law Which is Memorial Memorial. It's Day. my daughter-in-law Mary Kate Tompkins' birthday, her thirty-second birthday. So happy birthday to her! Oi, oi! I can find something on every article to relate. <laughs> no, you can't. We just, so you know, and, and that way we we have talked on the whole family now. What about Bella? How oh, is Bella? Well, What's going on, Bella the poop machine? Bella the actually. Poop machine. 
Bella's actually going to Aunt Susan Bergman's day camp and spa for a few days. It's, um, she saw the suitcases and she said, oh, please, Mommy, don't send me to Aunt Susan's day camp and spa because I usually have excessive exercise and a limited diet there. Yes, yes, um, yes. She's actually starts thinning out a little bit. Yeah, usually that's what happens. (laughs) Poor dog. You know, yeah, poor Bella. But she wrote a lot. She her Mother's Day cards were classic this this week. Classic, classic, classic. yeah. And uh, she's written a couple other cards to send out to people this week. So she's got some classic cards. We have to change gears because now we have to go back to being sad again. Um, you know, on Lagba Omer, which we talked about last week a lot. Still, now, now all the. Funerals are like starting to take place, and there was like they didn't four, take place immediately. Don't they? They did, but news wise, it's yeah. starting to come out. News wise, actually, who died? Right. We didn't really know at the beginning. So when give it the happened. background. Let's give the background for anyone who has not kept up with the news. What went on in Israel well, during there was Lag Omer? Omer and there, I think there was a big, like a football stadium kind of. Uh, uh, um, it was on a hill. Bleachers, bleachers. Yeah, they were on a hill. And bleach. It was a bleachers on a hill, or it was just on the hill. It and, was on a hill, they, and they were something told, collapsed. Well, they were told already. They knew beforehand that it was not a secure and it's steady. It's not safe. And it they've wasn't been telling safe. them yeah, this and, for years. Right, years and they've, they've been. been they, them. they had lots of bottled water. There was a lot of dancing. There was a lot of you know good ruckus. And in the meantime. This thing collapsed. It started to collapse, and people started to, to fall, and, and then and there was also, a rush they of people. Panicked. They panicked, yeah. and then the other. So it was an was avalanche like a, a cru- of, crush of, of people. people in Israel. They are calling like 45, it the Mar- 45 people died. The Moran disaster, and actually six Americans, um, yep. Yep. six U.S. citizens, and three Canadians lost their lives. Two Canadians lost their lives. Three of those were teens, <laughs> and one actually, Yossi Cohn, who was 21, oh. uh, hailed from Cleveland, and he was at the Mir Yerushalayim Yeshiva. So um, are all, a lot of those were yeshiva boys, and yeah, they uh, were but there was all, also not they only, were all young, not only orthodox, but there was reform there and conservative there too. I'm sure um, there, there were. I'm sure um, it's just sad. It's such a well. May their just, memories be a blessing, and uh, yeah. it's uh, it's sad, a tragedy. It's a very sad tragedy. They said that was the the greatest uh, homeland disaster that Israel's Since, ever had. Yeah. Well, and then we go through on the Israel page some more about uh, the tragedy. Um, it's just horrible. And then we and we get onto a, actually. So we this is kind of like a roller coaster um, roller coaster uh, edition this week. Did you go from highs and lows and highs and lows and highs? Now we go to back to a high. Uh, we want to send a mazel tov to the ordinees and graduates of the class of 2021 from Hebrew Union College, Jewish Institute of Religion. So to clarify what's going on in the page, the bold names are ordinees and graduates of the Cincinnati campus. Right. Um, and, you know, I find it very interesting. I also found it interesting the way they spelled mazel at the top. Um, I've usually oh, mazal. Seen, yeah, mazal. So it's kind uh. of like the, the cool way of saying mazel tov with the Israeli... Uh sort of a, a twitch to it. And uh, there's another word that we actually had to look up. Yes, <laughs> so down yes. at the bottom, the Pine School of Graduate Studies, Doctor of Philosophy in Judaic, right, right. Hebraic, and Cognate Studies. And, I, and I, we brought their college, college, you know, college I have degree. a master's degree. And you have a master's. Yeah. And I, but I, I don't know, know. I've never, Cognate, to me, Cognate would be cognitive. Right, being aware thinking, of. Thinking, thinking. So what know. it means in this instance, right. it means and related studies. So okay, Judaic, okay. Hebraic, and related studies. Okay. So, I, I, so we had a lot of so learning we ner- moments. We all, we all learned a new word today. 
Yeah, and and there are some familiar names in here, right, such right. as Shmuel Poland, who was at Adith Israel. He's okay. the one that reconstructed that ark. Okay. And then there is Sarit Adina Katsu, who is Cantor and Rabbi uh -huh, Katsu's uh -huh, daughter. Uh -huh. um, Sammy David, David Cantor, Samuel David Cantor, received a certificate in Jewish organizational leadership. Okay. And he's the cantor from Cincinnati. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool to see some names that we recognize. I'm not sure if he's done with rabbinical school or not. I would think he may be either done um, or very, very close to it. Soon enough, yeah. 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 But uh, there's a number, a lot of graduates. Yeah. So mazal tov to them. Mazal, mazal tov. tov. Yes, Wonderful. Yes. I hope it wasn't. It gets to be an in-person. Yeah. And right. then on page 14, our dining issue, it's your again... One of your favorite places to go. Rhino's Kosher Soft Serve Yogurt. Love to go to that gas station and get the yogurt, and it's kosher <laughs> and yummy and mm -hmm. all sorts of flavors and lots of good do toppings. They, do they have sugar-free? I don't know, because I don't look How for that. How much sugar is in there? A lot. It is, because I, I mean, I can have like a little bit, but not a lot. I mean, I can't, you know, with my diabetes, I can have just a touch. Right. You know, I could probably get the like this mini, mini, mini small uh, size. Mini, little, mini, little, yeah. little. Well, you can just take an M&M &M and get the same effect. Yeah. Mini, mini, mini. Okay. So we're on to our favorite pages from the pages. Well, I now letters to the editors, there's a really good letter to the editor. There's two good letters to the editor. One is from Shep, and the other is from the uh, Wallace family. Okay. And they're both very good. You should read them. Right. Um, they're both uh, very current and what's happening. And well, Shep is thanking the community and the Wallaces are talking about, you know, in terms of Mother's Day, being yes, a mother. Mother's Day. Yeah. So they're both very moving articles. Mm -hmm. All right. So we are now at uh, page 18 from the pages. <coughs> and I will read from the beginning. This is from 1854. The Israelitish Institutions of Cincinnati by Samuel Brule. Uh, the B'nai Yeshurun, now Wise Temple, purchased from K.K. Bene Israel, now commonly called Rockdale Temple, in June 1853, a right and title for the use of their grounds as a place of internment for their deceased members to be used in common with themselves in consideration of money paid. They are now equal proprietors of said grounds and all its appurtenances. The affairs of this ground are managed. Wait a minute. The affairs of this ground are managed by a committee. It should be managed. There's a typo. The affairs of this ground are managed by a committee of control consisting of eight persons selected equally from each congregation, including the two wardens. So this was right before, a, like a couple of weeks, about a month ago, we talked about that the city of Cincinnati at a certain say, time said no more. Uh, cemeteries within the city limits. Right. And they pushed them. I think that was a couple of weeks ago when Pam was here, maybe. Mm. And they pushed them out to like, then they, they moved to like, if you like on Ludlow Avenue in Clifton, there's up on that one hill, that's where they, they pushed them out of the city limits to out beyond, you know, we don't want all these dead <laughs> people Well, buried. yeah, it spreads germs. <laughs> okay. So we don't want all these burials in here, we want to move them outside the city well, limits. Well, particularly, you know, when there's a plague and all sorts of other things, you want those bodies far away, which is, in India, one of the things they are saying, although I understand in India that's just completely smoke-filled, you know, they do, they um, burn their bodies, and oh. that's one way of making sure and ensuring that the community doesn't catch the diseases of the, died, the right. people that have passed away. But in the meantime, I understand it's, like, so full of pollution in India right now because yeah. of that. But yeah. in a way... By doing the crema cremation, you're actually guaranteeing that the 
there's not spillover. Well, but see, in Judaism, you're not, you know, cremation yeah. is kind of a debatable topic. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't even bury your dog in your backyard. You have to really be very careful. There's all sorts of rules about burying a dog in your backyard. My dogs are at the Pines. There's a place near Lebanon, Ohio, that uh, they, they have a dog. Them. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. two days ago, I was actually, I just finished walking my dear sweet Bella. <laughs> yeah. And um, we were doing her daily walk. And I get to the front yard, and I, I think I see a turkey in my yard. A, tur- real t- a, a really? turkey. And I'm looking at this thing, and I said, oh, Bella, there's a turkey. And she looks, and she starts to bark. And I look closer, and I realize it's too skinny to be a turkey. The head looked like a turkey, but the rest of the body didn't look like a turkey. And it was eating something off the ground. It was definitely pulling on a carcass. And I thought, no, that's a vulture. So I quickly uh, took a picture and sent it to my four neighbors because I live in a cul-de-sac. Right, and I said, right. is this a vulture? And I heard back immediately from my neighbor, and they said, that is a turkey vulture. Oh, turkey vulture. And okay, pick up okay. Bella and move her away. Okay. Yeah, because they will pick – I understand they really only pick up dead animals. They're right, they're good right. at cleaning up roadkill. Right. But I've un- also heard stories of vultures picking up small dogs and carrying them off. And you know, Bella is so delicious that she would. <laughs> she's so delicious. She's so delicious. She's so full of schmaltz that she would make the sweetest meal. Yeah. Okay, we don't even want to think about such things. I don't want to think about you or the coyotes or the. Or the, the turkey vultures, or the, with the dogs, and the eating the no. Okay, that, I'm drawing the line on this one, pal. Okay, I'm drawing the line on this. That's that's just that's that is beyond the pale. Okay, all right. Let's just let's get back to the news here. Well, uh, 125 years ago. So we're gonna do that one. Yeah. Lost my train of thought. 125 <laughs> years ago, the children's corner. Yep. Arbor Day has come and gone. It was duly observed in the public schools, and the children were impressed with the importance of arboriculture as one of the great national occupations. Woodman, spare that tree, was not only said and sung, but the woodman was also enjoyed after he got through sparing that tree to plant another one. This is as it should be, and we hope the coming generation will see it to be the beautiful custom of tree planting in season, is not allowed to die out. And our editor, Carol Hergensen, wrote, Woodman Spare That Tree, words by George Pope Morris, 1830, music by Henry Russell, 1837, has been called the first environmental (laughs) song, and the words of the chorus are, Woodman, Woodman, Spare That Tree, Touch Not a Single Bro. Bow. 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 For years it has protected me, and I protect it now. Chop down an oak, a birch, or pine, but not the slippin' emily... Elm of mine. It's <laughs> slippery, the sli- slippery. Slippery elm of mine. Mm-hmm. It's the only tree that my wife can't climb, so spare that tree. <laughs> okay. That's just plain silly. And this does not mean that uh, the the American Israelite is taking some kind of environmental tact here or environmental. You're right now cutting whatever. down a tree as it is. <laughs> yes. Well, that it, the reason we cut down a tree is because they're removing the wall right in front of it where the the, the roots come up to the wall, and we figure, I figured. It's probably going to die once they kill those not roots. Not only that, but it's going to fall over onto this building. Yeah, once so you kill I the roots. So I figured it's cheaper to cut it down now than to repair the damage. That on this it, building. Yeah, that it would it would probably cost $20,000 worth of damage on the building once, you know. 
uh, it would be a big disaster, well, big mess. The next story actually yep. is kind of funny because we were talking about yeah. riding your bicycle with certain kinds of pants and yeah, things, and yeah. it said the many friends of Miss Edith Rosenbaum will regret to learn that she met with an oh. accident while riding her bicycle recently. Oy. So she must have been wearing pants, or maybe her skirt got caught in the tires. Oy. Not good. All yeah. right, so uh, hopping right along to uh, f- uh, 50 years ago, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Lewis B. Green of 7051 Fair Oaks Drive announced announce the forthcoming bar mitzvah of their son, William Barton Green, Billy Green, Saturday, May 22nd at 10.45 a.m. at the Wise Plum Street Temple, 8th and Plum Streets. Relatives and friends are cordially invited to worship with the family and to attend the kiddish following the service. <laughs> How many people will show up for that one? Oh, yes. There's going to be food. Anyway, I know Billy Green. I grew up with Billy. And so we want to send a mazel tov out on his 50th anniversary of, of becoming his a bar mitzvah. mitzvah. Yep. And you said you knew the other two as well. Uh, one is, let's see. Kay Meadow. Kay Meadow. She was in my class at Walnut Hills. And she yeah. went to Rockdale where you went, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then Mrs. Mar- Mrs. Er, and Mrs. Martin Pinellas and Schwartz announced the bar mitzvah of their son, David Eric. No, the birth. Oh, the birth of David the Eric. The birth, birth. So he's 50 this week. 50 right now. So you know what I did this Sunday, which I this is only the second time in my entire life, I went to a baby shower. Right. And it was so much fun. You know, Jews don't have baby showers, typically. You know, yeah. maybe after the baby we'll have something. Right, right. So I went, it was really nice. And the weather, you know, it's so nice to be out, and the weather is beautiful, and outside we don't have to wear masks, so it's really nice. Um, but 25 years ago, speaking right, of babies... Right. Rick and Mert Weinberg Friedman announced the birth of a son, Benjamin Elliott, April 27th. So Benji is a law student with my daughter-in-law, Jackie Serpico, at OSU. And I had the opportunity to give his mom, Mert, a call and find out exactly where how Benny ended up as a second-year law student at OSU. So first of all, she reported to anyone who remembers Benny as a little boy, she said the curls and glasses are gone. He's got contacts, and he cut his hair short, so the little cute little curls he always carried on his head are gone. Uh, he's a, He was a graduate of the JCC preschool, uh-huh. and he went to Camp Wildbrook, and then Thunderbird in Bemidji, Minnesota, where I actually have a grandfather buried in Bemidji, Minnesota, of all places. Thunderbird is, okay. Up in Bemidji, Minnesota. Uh, no, but who owns, I think, isn't, that's, sounds that's not the fish, one of the Fisher camps, okay, no. Okay, I no. was Yeah. yeah um, he was bar mitzvahed on May 2nd, 2009 at Wise Center. He was a madrachim at Wise and a graduate of Wyoming High School. As she says it, he did the trifecta. He was a day camp counselor at the JCC. He was a workum intern at Create for Create Jewish Le- Your Jewish Legacy. Okay. And he worked on Onward Israel at an Israel firm doing regional, working on regional and city planning. Hmm. Um, at OSU, he got a BS in political science with a minor in city and regional planning. You know, my undergraduate degree was in urban planning. Oh, I know that. Yeah, and hmm. uh, so he actually graduated summa cum laude from Ohio State. Fantastic. He's a smart boy. Um, smart he, boy. D- he did a gap year called City Year, which is part of AmeriCorps, where he was a tutor and mentor to inner-city school children in the greater Columbus area. This summer, um, he's going to be practicing in a small law firm doing some litigation research, and last summer he worked at the Columbus City Attorney's Office. Mm. Um, So his other thing that he likes to put on his resume is he's a former Bengals superfan. 
So, and anytime you run into Good Benny. Good for him. Yeah. Anytime you, bangles. Anytime you run into Benny, you should ask him about the bangles. How them bangles doing, baby? And get him to talk about city and regional planning and transportation. I guess he just loves to talk about that. So. All right. Uh, ten years ago. Congratulations on your 25th birthday, Benny Friedman. Happy birthday. Mazel, mazel tov. Uh, ten years ago, the American Israelite newspaper and website were discussed on the local television show Newsmakers. I think that was Channel 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past Sunday, highlighting the role as the major media sponsor for a local coverage of Jewish American Heritage Month, which uh, May is Jewish American Heritage Month, and we're now in it. We're now, now in May. We're now in May. Yeah. Okay. So on page 20. Wait a minute. There's an ad here. Oh. Um, so, uh, up in the top right, in Cincinnati, Oops. only tri-state appearance. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Oh, he was hot. Signed Friday, May 28th at the Cincinnati Gardens. He was hot. And here's a ticket. $15, $10, $7, and $5. They'd for be 150 for the cheap seats now. Oh, at least. All right, so on the next... On, on page 20, yeah, you know, there's yes, a, yes. a story, uh, a column, yeah. Living and Learning, from Lori Clemmer Eckert on her new and improved granny since COVID. So it's a pretty good story about how she kind of feels she's changed because of COVID. But down below, mark yes. your calendars. We've got some great episodes well, coming. Well, that would be two, uh, next week. Next week, next we week. are having, on May 12th, right. we are having Ron Richards, who is the father of... Pam Richards uh, she, Sakes. Is he coming? He's coming here. He's coming good, here. Good. He's going to spend the, the day with us. Good, he, we're going to talk about touring Cincinnati, hidden treasures that people don't know about. Well, he's people got are going to have to write this stuff down right. or listen to it because they're, you know when he goes through it, he goes through it really quickly, and you're going to want to go to some of these places and drive around the city and see him. And he also knows a lot about the Reds because for years he, works at, he worked at the Reds as well. Well, that's, I don't know, the Reds are... Well, okay, we're still Reds fans, but I don't know how well the Reds are doing. (laughs) They've been losing a lot of games lately. All right, so death notices. Not too many, thank goodness, this week. No, Howard, so death notices. Howard Starnback, age 83, April 28, 2021, 16IR5781. Stephen Todberger, age 55, April 27th, 2021, 15th of Iyar, 5781. May their memories be for a blessing. Um, you know, again, so this is the Mother's Day issue, and we've got coming up the bar and bar mitzvah issues coming up, and um, we'll have a teen issue coming up. So for our bar and bar mitzvah issue, we are having Mr. Alan Weiner. He's going to talk about being a bar and bar mitzvah tutor for many right, years, right. as well as he's going right. to tell us about his own bar mitzvah ah. and the experience of him of him becoming a bar mitzvah. Um, at some point in the near future, we are going to have the Mark's Bagels Hot Bagels Pizza, pizza Truck. truck. Yeah. So we will announce that, and he's going to arrive here early enough for people to come and enjoy some pizza with us. Maybe, possibly, we will see how that works. Um, again, this is the Mother's Day issue, and we were talking about, right. you know, our moms. You know, I my plan right. had been to call my mom, right. uh, but you won't let me. No, I, it's not that we. I won't let. Just don't, don't pin this on me, pal. <laughs> don't pin this on me. We don't have time. Yeah. You could just. I think you should just wish. You know, talk to say, mom. Have you know? I mean, well, I, she's a devoted fan and devoted. She's listener, a devoted so, listener. So happy Mother's Day, mom. Well, and and I get to describe her in one word. Yeah. Jewish. 
Oh, Jewish, okay. Yeah, my mom, and I think that's an all-encompassing term when you say okay. your mother is a Jewish mother. It's okay. all-encompassing okay. to this day. You're, you're, well, the apple didn't fall too far from that tree, doubt, did it? No, I'm a good acorn. Yeah, I'm a good acorn. It's not an apple doesn't have an acorn for a, a Well, a the seed. acorn doesn't fall far from the tree either. Now, the acorn is from like an oak tree, isn't it? Yeah, that's like an acorn from like an oak tree. Well, you, you, you say. <laughs> you don't even know. You need to talk about your. Uh, about I trees. don't know my idioms. Yeah, I'm not. My, my, my trees. The trees. We need to know about trees. We're talking about trees here, pal. Okay. Uh, so. Happy the, Mother's Day, Mommy. Happy Mother's Day. Adrian Glorious, Cookie Cats, Burnson. All right. Um, on the back page is the Help Hope Live for Lauren Schmallow Berg um, to benefit the Great Lakes Catastrophic Injury Fund. So. Whoever is out there listening, talk to your friends, talk to your family. Please uh, send a donation for her. This is someone that's in need, and uh, everything that we can all help, we can help now. And we will do periodic updates on what's going on. If there's a fundraiser, we're going to let you know about that. This is going to be, you know, an ant. An American Israelite. No, it's not going to, uh, you know, so we've, effort. we've, emph- we've uh, uh, championed several other uh, people that have uh, had these kind of spinal injuries. Right. Um, and that we still need to pray for them, too. We still need to say Refuah Shlema. So uh, we want to send a Refuah Shlema out to uh, Lauren uh, Schmaloberg and also other people that have experienced uh, spinal injuries, uh, which would be Ethan Kadish and uh, Dan Hoffheimer. Yeah, um, so good friend of the show and our attorney and uh, dear friend that we all dearly love and uh, everybody else. That's, and uh, if they need more information, you always have that banner running across we the do, top. We uh, do, on the website. Mm-hmm. So, uh, www.americanisraelite.com. So anybody that needs healing right now, we want to send out a refuah shlema to all those that need healing. Yes. All right, so we are now at the end, and we are at Joke of the Week. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, joke of the week. Oh, this is from from Encyclopedia of Jewish Humor by Henry D. Spalding. An aspiring young poet came to the home of a well-known literary critic and begged him to give an opinion of his new book of poems. Tapped, trapped in his own living room, the critic tra- trapped in his own living room, the critic nodded glumly. And after 20 tortured minutes of listening to the poorly written verses, he dozed off. (laughs) Sir, cried the poet, how can you pass an opinion on my poetry when you are sound asleep? Believe me, answered the critic, when I fell asleep, I was definitely expressing an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, (laughs) ha. Gonna tie we're out of uh, out of timing here. We're, my timing's off a little bit. What can I tell you? Wait, here's a punchline. Joke. That was not that good. How about how about this one? I like them all. We need like to change it. them though. Yeah, we do need to change them, don't we? All right, so we are at the end of another fantastic and wonderful show. We look forward to Mr. Ron Richards next week. Next week, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be here in studio with us. And uh, and then in the future, Mr. Alan Weiner and the pizza well, truck. And then why, and, well, I call him Yee Yee, but why, why? Why, why? Who's now taking up golf. Well, you have to, he's how's he doing? I don't know. I probably have to take him out. I told him he needed to get a glove. He needs to get a glove. You know. Well, I'll maybe pro- he can get one for Father's Day. Call his wife. I, maybe I'll get him a glove. I'll just, you know, lend him one of my gloves and then, you know, 
Well, it's I've been a wonderful episode today. Yes, it has. Um, it ha- was hard. Was happy Mother's Day to happy all Mother's the moms and, and, and daughters. I love and you, mommy. Women out there and everybody that we all love. And, and my daughter, who's now a new mommy. Yeah, she's a new mom too. Mrs. Doctor Melissa. Bella. Bella Joy. will never be a mom, but you know, no, no, she won't be a mom. She's but a daughter. She's a daughter, but not a mom. <laughs> anyway, okay, this is just going on and on and on. Okay, we're leaving. Okay. Have a great okay. week, Shavua Tov. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye.